Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no image or dark horse. Reality is the word. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. And I'm Rich. And we're your hosts for this hour-long delve, hour-long delve, hour <laughs> delve into- Delve? Delve. We're delving into the annals of, the annals, sorry, the wow. annals of comic book goodness. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um yeah, we we were on our third episode. It's amazing. Uh, we're still doing the live thing, as you can see. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook um, live if you. I know if you're listening to this like at Memorex tomorrow or the next day, um, you can always check us out live on uh, the Facebook group. Go to Facebook, uh, go to the group section, search the Geek Chat, and join the group, and you can watch us live feed um, video uh, from my phone and all that good stuff. Or you can continue to listen to us this way. We love having you either way. Don't we, Rich? We do. <laughs> All righty. So, Rich, if you could um, read some of the announcements, I'll go and make sure that everything's firing off okay on Facebook. So, Sure, will do, Desmond. That's awesome, Rich. So, this and all of our stuff posted on thegeekchat.com and on SoundClouds Tuesday by 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, the What You Talk About Facebook is up. We get new episodes every week. Uh, go to the Facebook group, like you said, The Geek Chat, to post and share your opinions and thoughts and then hear what Des and I have to say about them. This week's, we went way off topic, but it was fun. You look know, forward to that. It's awesome. When I look when I look at you from the, the camera, you look just like Les Lessman from WKRP in Cincinnati. A, don't have glasses. <laughs> B, matter. he didn't have a beard. But you kind of the, the way you're like speaking, it's kind of I can kind of see that, you know. I, I know. All right, Venus. But again, he he watched that in syndication. He he watched that like the. First you already ride. ruined your joke by saying in syndication. So, good try, bitch. I tried. Uh, and our new show, Graphic Shorts, coming soon. You'll get a preview on tonight's episode. Yep, um, and we're also trying something new tonight as well, which is well, we're gonna. We're we're gonna we're thinking about a name for it, so yep. maybe you guys can help us come help up with us a name. name this. Yeah, so right now they're kind of call, we're calling them. I don't I do not approve of this, but he, he wants to call them nuggets. That just sounds yeah. Gross. They're, they're they're like little quick nugget reviews because like little nuggets. You kind of throw. I think throughout, you just like saying nuggets. No, no. I, I think about I think about Since the gold rush. You, you, and you like miss people, your your chicken nuggets. Yeah, this new eating plan is, ugh. but but I think of it like like we're we're panning for gold, you know, and and by coming to us, you're getting you're getting that gold. <laughs> That's some gold. See, he kind of looks like a <laughs> like he should be a 49er or something. So, um, so what the nuggets are, and again, if you don't like that, you can definitely name it something different or help us name it. Please. Go to the Geek Chat post, uh, post in here. Let us know, but at. We're, we're, we're calling it nuggets right now because what it is is we're going to we wanted to review more comic books so because we read a lot of comic books rich and i and i know you guys probably read a lot of comic books and i think you would like to know what we think of comics that maybe we didn't review um so we're trying to review more and the way we we're going to do that is by giving these kind of little quick 
kind of one and dones about about other issues that we um that we liked and then you know just just a quick little you know do we like it did we not like it you know stuff like that so let us know how you like it because we wanted to cram in more you know review comic goodness stuff yeah that's what the show's all about so I'll let Rich start All with right. his nuggets. So and my then nuggets, and then I'll and then I'll do my nuggets. So my first nugget of gold is Sam Wilson, Captain America, number twelve. It is a Civil War tie-in. Um, this book has been consistently great. I love that. I love that kind of Westworld-looking uh, guy on the cover. Very Westworldian. So Nick Spencer is the writer, and he is taking real-world political stuff and putting it in this comic book uh sam wilson is the every man's hero there's people that don't believe he should be captain america they don't like the fact that a he's black and b they have started to take uh give back the shield basically is what they're trying to do um it's been consistently good and i highly recommend it give back the shield to that nazi he's a nazi so the next book in my golden nuggets is oh wow you added golden nuggets? <laughs> See, he loves it. Well, no, just wait. But, uh, okay, so, though, we have to be careful, though, because there is a golden nugget in Vegas. Oh, yeah, so, we don't want to get sued. No, no, no. We, we, could actually, we could actually try to get a sponsor from them. So, golden nugget, people, if you're listening. I ain't listening. <laughs> so, the next book I think everyone should pick up, and the trades are available, there's three of them, is The Wicked and the Divine. Uh, this is issue 22. It ends what will be the fourth arc. Huge, huge, huge shit has happened in this arc. Uh, the first two arcs really set it up. The third one is small character pieces, and uh, Gillen and McKelvey waste no time in the shit hitting the fan. I read this. I reread it. That's how great it was. I still can't believe the ending. If you're a fan of this book and you read it in trade, Wait until you get it. Comes out in a couple months. If you don't and you want something just good to read that's not Marvel or DC, pick this book up. Wow. So that's nugget of gold right Another there. Another good one. Black Hammer number two. Des and I reviewed the first one. We're going to wait until the arc is over to review it, but um, I loved the second issue. It really does. It's what you wish DC would do. Do in an Elseworlds. It, it kind of feels like a DC Elseworlds with the, the Justice Society. Um, Golden Age heroes stuck on this weird earth that they're not used to. Um, and this one focuses all about Golden Girl, who is an old woman stuck in a child's body and hates it. My last book. It's sort of like you, right? You shut up. My last book is the different kind of nugget. This is the kind of nugget you flush down the toilet. What? Come on. I am not enjoying the new Justice League Come book on. at all. Not, not. They're making this. So this is this, the brown nugget. This huh? is the brown nugget. They're making this book. <laughs> they're making it too big for them. It's like it, it, smaller villains don't matter now. Like there's not going to be, you know, uh, the crime syndicate. Well, they're dead anyhow. But it just feels like they're going too big. I think that that Brian Hitch is overreaching with the story, making it so grand in scale. It just it's boring, very boring to me. So, what are your so nuggets? You didn't, you didn't like it. I did not like it. All righty. So, so to piggyback on Rich's, you know, bad nugget, I'm gonna kind of go on with my bad <laughs> nugget of the week. So my bad nugget of the week, or brown nugget, would be the new Superman. <laughs> I just. Nuggets. I just can't get into it. Like I really want to get into it. I just don't think that it's 
work it's not working for me i don't know the 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 way that the new superman acts i guess he's a teenager and he's supposed to be kind of shitty but he's really shitty as a teen and then like the new the new uh batman chinese batman and chinese wonder woman they're trying to build a new justice society chinese justice society society or league justice league and you know he even name checks the big 10 but the people that are trying to build them how who built them this cadre of trinity um this cadre of trinity of the trinity wow, he practiced some big words i did as as in college now um there it's just not working for me i mean the comedy is kind of hit or miss and just i love that they, i love that 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 the chinese batman is a chubby guy that's kind of cool and but i don't like like the weird kind of he's always like talking about his weight and that's always how it, i don't know just he's very juvenile i don't know Maybe it'll be better in a trade, but right now, uh, save your money. Um, a book that I think has been really good, and Rich agrees, is uh, Batman Detective Comics. This this whole story arc, seeing them come together as a team. Now this, and Tinian knows, knows what he's doing. This is when you bring all these different characters with all these different backgrounds together, you, you honor their backgrounds and you honor what they're trying to do now, but showing them working together as a cohesive team it just works and then and then the the play the the playoff between batman and batwoman is fantastic yes i got to find and, it and and just to find the, it. yeah just the fact where batwoman was like you know uh, batman was like you just shouldn't have brought them here yep, and, and she's like with all due respect sir shut up love it yeah i mean she was just like i'm leading this rescue yep. you needed it I, I love that this version of batman it's not that I can do anything, Batman. I don't need your fucking help. I can do anything, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he's acting like that, but but he's still so, somewhat grateful. You know, I don't know. I just, the book reads well. I love the family dynamic between, you know, the major and and Bat. It's just a really good book. If you're not reading it. The art is stellar. Yeah, the art is really good. Fantastic book. And I. I know we talked last week about um, going into a crossover and how they need to let the books kind of settle. I don't know if it if it continues in the trajectory that it's going. I really think you know the coming of the Monsterman is going to be a really good uh, a really good uh, eight issue. Yeah, two four. It's six issue. Sorry, six six issue crossover. I think it's going to be amazing. So really enjoyed it. Your next and nugget. My next nugget uh, would have to be God I of War. I still hate Nugget, by the way. Number three, <laughs> Secret War. Uh, two. So Hercules is going crazy. Uh, there's a new there's a new cadre of gods. That's my word for the day. We should do like uh Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Playhouse. So whenever I say a word, everyone screams or like writes ah in the comments or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, what it'd be funny anyway. Uh, gods of Hercules, gods of war number three. Hercules goes crazy. He's been infected by these new gods of the tech age and. He has to. Captain America has to save him by yelling. Avengers assemble! And that is like it cures him of this disease. And now they have to go fight. But um, no one. The funny thing is, only the other gods, the good gods, and Hercules can see these bad guys. So they're all around, and everyone thinks he's crazy because the other heroes, the real heroes, can't see these evil gods. Yes, but I love. But I love. Um, What's his name? The 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 chubby guy with the horns. Um, the forgotten one. 
Yeah, but he has another name. I know. But it's funny that I forgot him. <laughs> Gilgamesh. Thank you. The forgotten one. Yeah, the forgotten one. But I love how he's, he's... all chubs. Yeah. Running around with his gut hanging out, yeah, trying to fight. I love it. I love those gods. I want to see those gods in a... I want to see those gods in a, uh, in a book. You, you know? are seeing him in a book. But I want to see... I'm going to continue. Like, I want to see yes. him so pulling around. Marvel didn't do a very good job with the end of this book because Des thought it was over. And going to continue in a new book. And I'm like, no, they canceled his book. There's one issue left. Enjoy it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I really hope that he comes back because this is really good. Um, and your and, last. And then my my golden nugget. Golden nugget. Much to Rich's chagrin because Rich is a poopy face. Uh, uh, I hate this book. Aquaman number five. So good. I just, I enjoy the book. I really enjoy the book because I love what Abnett's doing with him being, you know, uh, a king and having to deal with uh, political, you know, turmoil between Atlantis and the U.S. And I just love the government play on it. I love that he was trying to resolve it nonviolently and Mira's not having any of that and she breaks him out and they're trying to, it's like, and they're racing, trying to get to the open water and then Superman shows up. I just love everything that's going on in this book. I love the... Um, how they are making Black Manta more than what he is because Black Manta was always just such a one-trick pony. He had one thing, and that was, you know, him wanting to kill Arthur for the death of his his father. And now that that's been resolved, now he can truly become a villain. Just a really good book, really good book. It's I, I really think you should pick it up. It's just one of my favorites from the from the DCU. Rebirth. So, all right. Those righty. were our nuggets. So those were our nuggets. So, hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you hate like the name, that, let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you hate the name, let us know. Give us another name that we could possibly try. All right. Uh, write it in the comments. You know, we love you. Now, on to the main books. This week, The Fallen, number one. There's only going to be one. They don't need to number it, but The Fallen was released. Are you sure it's going to be number one? There might be like more. So, the writer is Greg Pack. The penciler was Mark Bagley. Inker Scott Hanna and Mark Deering. Colorist Ian Herring and Rob Schwager. The letterer is VCs Clayton Cowles. <laughs> no, people like I just checked in on the on the on the uh the geek chat because people can chat live with us on either our Facebook watching the video feed or on our MixLR, which is where we're streaming this live. And uh people are putting stuff in and it's just funny. Is know? it? Yeah, Cadre, uh, not Cadre. Uh, yeah, Cadre. Uh, they're so, screaming in there. <laughs> uh, uh, um, the we reviewed the accused last week, which neither one of us liked. <sighs> oh, that was bad. And the Fallen is all about Bruce Banner, and it's basically his funeral, which brings his family together, both families, both his human family and the Warbound, which. I was never a huge Hulk fan at all growing up. Peter David had an incredible run, um, but I really was never... I would dabble if there was like a villain I liked or something. Until Planet Hulk. When the Illuminati sent the Hulk out into space, that really was the beginning of me reading the Hulk because Planet Hulk is one of the best storylines they've done. It was amazing. If you haven't read it, go pick it up. Um there's a warbound that he um, he had from the planet where he rescued a brood. Yeah, well, they were they were a cadre of warriors Jesus. that um, that Bruce Banner as the Hulk 
uh, rescued and they became uh, family. Yeah, they became his family. So this is all about that. Um, They're at the funeral. There's people protesting. Out of the blue, Silver Surfer shows up. Um, Not out of the blue. They were in the Defenders together. I know, but it was just weird that you turn the page and there he is. The book is all about family. And even if you don't pick your family, well, what's the saying? You you get to pick your family. You get to pick the ones you love. And it's all about... No, 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 no. It's you can pick your family, but you can't pick your nose. Or you can't pick your family's nose. Oh, my God. All right. That was horrible. Uh, this was a really good emotional issue because it dealt with the death of someone close to them and how each one reacted a little different. I was really shocked at how the Red Hulk acted. Really? I was. Because at the really? end... I, I totally thought that, that was exactly it how was, he should have acted. It was had they not went on with him what do as you mean? the Red Hulk. He kind of mellowed towards the end. He was still a little dick. But I guess his reaction and her reaction, Betty's reaction also was, I want to know where it's going. Well, yeah. They, they, they tied in Totally Awesome Hulk into this and what he's doing. Well, he basically said, I know you're not going to, because she's still female or red, red She-Hulk, right? Well, she was no. red She-Hulk. Yes. She was. She was, but all the, all the, it all got taken out of all I know, of but maybe it didn't. Maybe she's hiding something. And I think the hardest one was Scar. Scar is his son. And his reaction was really, this was a great issue. I had some problems with Mr. Bagley's art. Well, it seemed like he was a fill-in. It was. Like it he, was. This was rushed. It was not Bagley's best. Well, it seemed like he just kind of, they were like, you're a workhorse. Let's do this. Yeah. And he was like, okay. I mean, the that's brood what it like to me. looked abysmal. It changed all through it. Um, but that away it was a really good story i liked i liked that he had a will yep because you know as many times as these people die i mean it made me feel weird because people always die and then come back and then die and then come back but to actually see someone actually have a will yeah made me think like oh shit maybe bruce banner's not coming back for a while you know and then i was like okay and then him talking about jennifer and his his real family and then and like keep giving all the money away to the to the victims of the Hulk anonymously. It's like he really was a man that felt bad. It just it was just a lot of character development in this book, and there wasn't hardly any fighting. Actually, there wasn't any fighting at all. It was just a very somber issue. Um, really well done, especially at coming off of last week's accused, which was just horrible. It was just yeah, it just. I mean, I think, and I think mainly because I would have liked to have, and I, just to compare and contrast this with accused. With accused, I would have liked to have seen more of it from um, Hawkeye's perspective because he is the accused, and having it be told through the eyes of Daredevil, which is kind of silly, because and having funny. Daredevil on the cover just it didn't make it, it didn't make sense. Like the it seemed like the narrative was wrong. I don't give a shit about Daredevil. I want to know what what Clint Barton is thinking about killing his friend, someone that he served on the Avengers with for so long, you know, and and the turmoil that he had. To, to do that and and we only got like maybe one or two pages of that yeah i was not feeling it i was not feeling it at all so good book you should pick it up it's a it looks it looks to be a one and done so uh but it has some i think it's going to have a lot more coming out of it that's what i like yes. about it so uh next book we're going to read is only wolverine number 11 another civil war tie-in and we're reading these civil war tie-ins because we want to see like if it really is a tie-in or if it really is necessary because a lot of times these books will will be 
a lot of times these crossovers we put into books, well, this is our opinion, will, put, will be put into books to prop up the sales yep. um, or to kind of give an extra story, you know. And I think the the um, Fallen was a case of a really good story told um, to give more backstory to this to the story. Um, now, this one, <laughs> on the other hand, I don't know. We had some issues with this one. Yeah, so... Uh, the writer is Tom Taylor. Penciler was E. Guerrera. Inker was Walden Wong. Color artist was Michael Garland. Letter was VCs Corey Pittet, and the cover artist was Bengal, which I love. I love his art. His art is always fantastic. He did a whole bunch of Batgirl stuff, so you should really check him out. So Ulysses is at it again. Dun, dun, dun. He had a. They had a vision about old man Logan going crazy and killing the little girl. The What's her name? Little girl. Little the 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 little Laura clone. Little sister. Yeah, little sister. And they come to stop him. And he's like they're like, I don't think you should do this. He hasn't done anything yet. This is silly. And then they're like, Okay, well, I'm gonna go. You know, he says, I'm gonna go with you. Like, okay, fine. So he goes and gets his stuff. But of course he, he they're gonna run. And so they run and take back fly they run and they take, you know Jetpacks. Jetpacks and they fly out of the window and all this shit's going on and then and then they they get shot and he gets feral and then he kills her at the end. But the thing that's prop he kills a little girl at the end. So here's the thing that drink <laughs> that Rich and I were were wondering about. Number one, during the whole thing, Steve is saying, you know, he's gonna run. We knew he was gonna run. He's going. He's they're they're taking a jetpack. That was in Ulysses' vision. Now he's gonna land. That's that's in Ulysses' vision. And it's like. Our thing was, if, if... If Steve wasn't there, none of this would have happened. Right? It's because it, it's the response that caused everything to happen. So that kind of makes no sense for this whole... Um, Cause and effect kind yeah. of thing. It's like... We both had a problem with that. Yeah, it just didn't... I don't know. It just, it, it just seemed really weird. And then, the, and then him killing, stabbing the little girl at the end. But She's not dead. She's got a healing factor. Well, I don't know. He, he had... I mean, look at that, though. Look at that. No puberty for you, girl. Anyway, um, it was just really, I don't know, just, I'm just so tired of this, of this, like, future, we gotta kill the future, and ball, like, I saw it all in Minority Report, I don't need to see it in this comic book, it just, I'm just getting tired of it, like, I'm just really getting tired of this Ulysses kid throwing shit for a whack, an all whack, and just, it just especially with this book, like the it didn't it, it didn't, didn't make need. sense. <laughs> like it didn't it didn't like they were the cause. They were the cause of it. Like them coming was the cause that made all this shit spiral out of control. I think this was a bump. The book's been enjoyable. This what, was a weird what did you bump. Think? I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. This everything about this book was like it's your fault. And we were wondering, is it good Steve? Well, it's all bad Steve. Because it's it's following it, but so in our comments, you know, longtime listener, you know, longtime poster, uh, Frank says uh, it makes a lot of sense. That's what they're getting at. Uh, is predictive justice always reasonable for the future it predicts? Ooh, check out check 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 the big brain out on uh, on Frank over here. Uh, no, because they haven't committed uh, a crime yet, and you and you are you are. Um, you have to commit the crime to be guilty, <laughs> in my opinion. 
you know, predict the future or not, because the future's not set. So until you do something, unfortunately, you're you're innocent until proven guilty. Sorry, at least that's how I that's how I perceive it. So this whole that's why this whole thing is just kind of like, really, and it's and it's an interesting concept to play with in in superheroes, and it's been done multiple times. Again, um, Minority Report. There's been sure there's been other movies and TV and shows that have done it before. It's just the problem with this is it's it's it. I'm already tired of it, you know, and especially with now that and they've civil added war, an issue. <laughs> yeah, now civil wars, you know, being padded, and it's it's just there's going to be two months <sighs> between issues four and five. See, it's just like I, I'm on to the, you know, I'm on to the next thing, you know. And if you want us again, here's the ship analogy. If you want us to get on this fucking cruise and go on with you, Marvel, you got to get your shit in on time because I don't want to miss the boat for the next one. Woohoo! Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Was it a good issue? Eh. Mm. Will I read it again? Probably not. You know, no, sorry, would I read the next one? Probably not, because you know she ain't, she ain't dead. Marvel ain't killing no kids. Come on now. All right, the next one we're going on to is a boom, boom box number one called The Backstagers, created by James Tinney IV and Ryan Sig, we'll say. Sing, maybe? Written by James Tinney IV, illustrated by Ryan... Sing, colors by Walter Bianmonti, and letters by Jim Campbell. Uh, the cover, and this is something that I want to bring up. The cover is by Veronica Fish. Um, the cover presented me the story one way, and I know covers are just covers. But as soon as you open it up, you will see the giant clash with what I thought I was going to read. Um, the art is reminiscent of Steven Universe, the regular show, all those Cartoon Network. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a new indie style that they're going with. It's this yes. kind of indie animated style. So I'm fine with it personally. I, I I like the style of art. So the art for me didn't didn't kill it. The art for me killed it. I do like the premise of this book. Um, I what thought, is the premise of the book, Rich? The premise of the book is the actors of this school are so stuck up that they always demand stuff of the backstagers, the prop people that go and basically run everything, you know, that the play does. Well, underneath the school is these, there's all these weird caverns and this almost like interdimensional space and time. Well, whatever and, happens backstage happens backstage. So it's like, and it set it up that <sighs> these group of you know guys and whatever misfits, misfits. Uh, yeah. I loved it. I, I actually liked it. It it I, it sets it, again. It's in that sort of ADD narrative in which you have this self-contained story that's part of a much bigger arc. I mean, something's happening. Something's going to happen, and you're just kind of along for the ride, much like Steven Universe or Power Powerpuff Girls and all stuff like that. There are these little, again, short little 11-minute, you know, nuggets, as you will, of, of information about these characters. They're these cute little character pieces that you can kind of, you know, look as a one piece, or, or you can add it to more. And I think that's what I like about this book is you got introduced to such interesting characters. Like you have the, you know, the main character, you know, this young black kid who's who's very who's who's an introvert. And then you have these two twins, 
you know, who are gay, straight. I don't know. They have sex with each other. I don't know. I don't know. But they're really like into their into their, you know, they're they're like the quote unquote uh, royalty, acting royalty of, of the school. And then and then you have, you know, the people that adore them. But and didn't they come off like odd? Yeah. Like weirdly incestuous yeah. brothers. Yeah. So weird. I, I would it reminded was... me of Ariana Grande's like two lead dancers. They're also <laughs> kind of incestuous looking brothers. I kind of got this weird like, you know, they are definitely like we are the it of the um you of know the they get, group. but you know they get beat up by the football players. That's just what I was thinking, <laughs> you know, in this air in this world they are they are gods and the other actors are their minions. And so the backstagers are the ones that make all those people look good. And the you know the the, the kid, the little black kid kind of gets thrown into them because because the 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 two main stars think that he couldn't possibly be an actor you know so he had to be a backstager he couldn't possibly be an actor and he gets thrown in with these with these kind of weird people misfits, misfits. and I, I thought it was great i like the camaraderie they just accepted him no matter what everyone accepts everyone um i liked the story a lot but for me the art was just a total um, really i don't yeah. think that that's a problem it was very colorful it was bright it was uh, electric. It had a lot of moving parts. I mean, the pages were filled with stuff, and you know, it was kind of gay, but not gay. It was oh no, it was queer, gay. The whole queer. it was gay. No, I mean, I. I it's that was gay. The thing. It was, There's no time for flirting. Well, yes, I mean, but that wasn't that wasn't the main thing about it. No, I mean, it wasn't. They, they but were just. It is going to be a were. very queer positive book, which yeah, is needed, which is great. And I, but it's interesting because it was just like it's it's there, but it's not. It's at the focal point, right? You know, they're, they're all this really kind of pansexual people who just kind of have fun and do whatever they want to do, and and it's really good. So, without further ado, yeah. it is. T- I like it, and I'm going to read the next one, and I think that you should too. Uh, without further yeah. ado, it's time to do our 30 minute the geek chat commercial break. So I think Rich is going to drink some water. Or I something probably will because he hates doing this. So I, that's why I make him do the I announcements. Do hate doing this. So, um, you can find us on thegeekchat.com. I'm still working out the bugs with it. So, if you go to it, it might not be as as up-to-date as it should be, but I am working on it to get it straight uh, and narrow and all that good stuff. Um, Something you are not. (laughs) You can also find us on SoundCloud. That's where the the bulk of our stuff is. On SoundCloud, you're going to find all five seasons, well, all four seasons plus what we have now uh, posted on there. And it's always posted uh, next day before 1 o'clock. You can also check us out on Facebook in the Facebook group. Uh, you can join the Facebook group. You can comment w- with us. You can give us stuff for our What You Talking About Facebook. Everyone posts. It's great. We keep growing. We love you for it. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Tumblr. It's not just for porn. Uh, you can find us on Google+. And you All can these find people us- are out there going, what? They know, trust me. Uh, you know, trust me. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, although we don't have a lot of current stuff, but I'm trying to get these uh, Facebook uh, posts on there as oh, well. God. Yep, so that way oh. most people can see us. And um, as always, you can just search the Geek Chat and find us that way. We are trying to be everywhere, so please take a look. Oh, look at Rich. It's, it's, it's a ghost. 
So now you're gonna have to comb your hair again. I know. Hold on. Uh, so what's next, Rich, on the on the on the agenda? Ah, uh, painful. The next book we're going to review is a brand new rebirth from DC Comics called Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Because for some reason, DC doesn't think Birds of Prey will sell. So, who is Oracle? Julie Benson and Shauna Benson were the writers. Claire Rowe was the artist. Alan Pasalagua was the color. Steve Wands was the letter. And the covers were done by Yannick Paquette, Nathan Fairborn, and Kamoni Shiraranma did the variant cover. So what'd you think? I hated it. <laughs> Bad fucking simple people. This now so, okay, it's okay, funny. Okay, it's okay, funny. Okay, that's fine. You can you can start off with the <laughs> with a statement, a very strong statement about how your feelings of this book. Now I, we we gotta back it up. I plan on it. So it's funny, one of our very long time listeners, Charles. Uh, gave his Peller reviews of a couple books, and this was one of them. Um, I liked The Old Birds of Prey. I'm just putting it out there. I liked it. I loved what Gail Simone did. And as much as I'm not a fan of Chuck Dixon, Chuck Dixon's stuff was actually pretty good, too, when it first started. Uh, you know what? Regardless of Chuck Dixon's, you know... No, I'm just saying. He's crazy, but I, I loved his work. I did. I loved his, both I mean... Both iterations were great. The New 52 Birds of Prey... Hated. Hated, hated, hated. Yeah, it, it left much to be desired. So now we have this rebirthed where they're taking Helena Bertinelli from... Eight, eight is enough. From no, uh, not Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> eight is enough. She wasn't in that. <laughs> she wasn't in that, no. but you knew what I was talking about. Well, what's she, oh, One Day at a Time. One sorry. Day at a Time. And then that show with <laughs> Betty White there. I don't know what the name of it was. Anyhow, um, so she's taken from Grayson. That's what I was trying to say in Spiral. And she knows all these, you know, heroes things. And you've got Batgirl who I can't stand this costume and this artist makes it look worse. And you've got Black Canary who for some reason now is boinking Green Arrow and spending time with Batgirl. I she, just She's all over the place. And then you've got the Asp with all these snakes and I... Just, I did not give a shit about this book. Um. Now he is gonna go soft on you because Desmond likes to be soft and not give his true opinions. <laughs> no, because I'm the grumpy not, one here. It's not so much that you it's hated just... it. Just look in the camera <laughs> and say, "Um, I hated it. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it, <laughs> but." Hate is such a strong word. I hated it. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. I like. I hate. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm gonna give a compliment sandwich on this on Batgirl <laughs> and the Birds of Prey. Number one, it should just be called Birds of Prey. They're Thank to, you. They're trying to sell it with the Batgirl. I get yep. it. You know, she's still hot shit. Um, I what I like. I like that they are not all friends, and. Helena is the uh, odd woman out and she has to kind of play catch up to these two and then you have to work that friendship to try to work together. I kind of like I kind of like that uh, that they're not just palling around like Helen is kind of a bitch in this and um, <laughs> and Babs is doesn't like her and they, they start off as adversaries and then you know Black Canary is just kind of like eh, you know I, I gotta follow this around I gotta follow you around because this means something to you. So I like that play. 
of of the three of them together. Everything else was was kind of hit or miss for me in this book. I I really want to like it because I did like Birds of Prey. I loved, you know, the like Rich was saying the other iterations, but there's something missing about this. Maybe it's just the what they're being made to do. Like I really want to learn about who this new oracle is. I think the backstory like the, the the reason for the mission is good, but just the the, the trip to get there just is kind of boring. I don't know. Just and then the character with the asp and are there more snakes people? And I'm thinking, aren't snakes been being done to death with Serpent Society and Cobra? Unless this is unless ooh, unless the asp ooh, is a part we'll of Cobra, later. you know. And then there's and then it's, it's going to blossom into something bigger. I don't know. Just just. But I, I just don't know if if I'm so intrigued that I want to stay and see where this book is going. And this is just, and this is just the number one. Yeah. So you know, and I said that I would give most books three to six issues or or a um a full story arc because we have one in here that uh, we have our first I think uh, yes. New Fifty Two in which the story arc is rebirth. coming a uh, rebirth is coming to an end. So I kind of want to give it that, but again. I don't know. As far as the art goes, I wasn't so down on the art as Rich was. I, I thought in some places the the art was really good, but overall it was it was sort of lacking. Something. I still every time I see Batgirl's face, I just think of those glasses. You know the glasses with the giant the nose. Oh, it's yes. horrible. I don't know, but but again, some of the some of the artwork is is pretty inspired, and I and I like. I don't know. In some spots it works, in other spots it doesn't. So it, this is a really hard book. To grasp, like I want to like it, but it's just not giving me a lot to work with. So yeah. I'll most likely read. I'll most likely read issue two to see where it's going, but it has got to pick up. I won't. So the next number one <laughs> rebirth we're Ew. doing is Suicide Squad. Fresh off the movie, we get Suicide Squad number one. Uh, it the, was fresh off the movie, and like yep. this is literally the movie. Oh, uh, so we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Rob Williams was the writer. Jim Lee was the pencil of all 12 pages. Uh, Scott Williams was the inker. Alex Sinclair was the colorist. Nate Picos of Blambot was the letterer. Jim Lee, Williams, and Sinclair did the cover. And Lee Bermo did the variant, which is this one, which I loved. And got to say real quick, the backup story was Rob Williams, Jason Fabok, Brad Anderson, Nate Picos again. Yeah, I didn't uh, like that it was two stories. Uh, yeah, we're going to pimp out that Jim Lee is going to be doing, oh, Jim Lee, Jim Lee, Jim Lee's drawing, and then we cut the issue short. It's 12 pages. Mm. Yeah, Not even enough to really fully form the story like of the Suicide Squad. It was weird, though, because like I, I was reading it, and I was reading it, and I'm like, okay. And then it gets to the cliffhanger, because there's always a cliffhanger, and then it's over, and then they go into the backup story, and I thought, wait a minute, isn't... Isn't backup stories usually for like for like the three ninety nine comics? So I literally turned over to the cover and saw that it was two ninety nine. Then I counted the pages and I was like, ah, oh, that bitch only did 12, 12, 12 pages. And I was like, ah, oh. that's was really my dis- first complaint. I was really disappointed by that. I was like, oh. second complaint is this is taken directly from the movie. It is so copy and paste that it's just. Not even inspired well, story. It was well, just a more special, very boring. more special effects because you can get away with more special effects and cool shit than you can in comics because you're not paying for CGI and stuff. So, so like them going into space and then coming back down to where they are, and so it, it could look more of a spectacle. But again, it just didn't. Uh, 
there was there was no meat to this comic. This but comic, I abs- I did like the backup story. Well, well, the backup story was completely different, separate. I mean, yes. it was completely separate than than what was going on in 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 the whole. I don't know. Just this was missing twelve pages. Like this was it was missing eight pages. Sorry, missing eight pages. Like it was so, it was missing pages. And Mr. Jim Lee doesn't know how. To, I don't think he's ever drawn fat people before, because Amanda Waller. They need to decide in what book what she's going to look like because she looks different in every damn book she's been in. They I'm, do not. They they don't. She, she looks really rough. She, yeah, she looks really like rough. it's funny. His skinny and I'm I'm yeah I'm going there, people. His skinny, beautiful Harley Quinn looks great. Well, it's Harley Quinn. She has to look great at everything. But his. <laughs> Chubby Amanda Waller. It's like she looks pissed. She just doesn't. <laughs> she looks angry. I, mean, I get she it. She's angry, but he well, doesn't know how to angry, draw. But right. I don't know. She kind of. She kind of looks like Raj from Good Times. It's just <laughs> in the face. Like I was really disappointed. Like I was really disappointed uh, with this and, book. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I was disappointed I wanted, too. Because I wanted to see what was going on. Like I was like, oh, this is gonna be Suicide Squad. Yay! And someone's supposed to die next issue. It's like they're all movie characters. Who are you gonna kill? Someone who comes in later, they're probably gonna literally. They're probably gonna kill someone who comes in later. I just now. No, no they're, they're gonna meet up with Slipknot, and then they're gonna kill Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So the backup story actually was pretty oh, cool. Lord. It's Deadshot again, a different look at Amanda Waller. Um, it it's a story about him. They're all little personal files, but I like it because it's kind of setting up Cobra. You were talking about Cobra. Love Cobra. So I'm hoping that. In the future arc, after they do the first six, maybe we go up against Cobra. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> but the, the sad thing about it, though, is I know that Dan and Jim Lee, I guess, is not going to be able to do as many pages as he or well, many issues. Do Twelve, and it's and, been. No, no, he, he was only going to be able to do uh, so many issues, and then he was going to be off again, which is yeah. They have sad. a film artist. So my thing is, my thought is, is it going to be these twelve pages of Jim Lee stuff? Then. It's going to be eight pages of backup stories. Yes, about, about that's what it's going to be. They yeah, DC sent uh, retailers that then the, at least for the first couple, it's going to be backup stories. I'm shaking my head, people. I'm shaking my head. Well, they can. That's see sad. That. You know why? You know why? Because we're going to get a a three issue story over six issues. Mm-hmm. All right. So would you buy it again? Would I buy? Would you number- recommend it? No, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean because. You're far better waiting for the trade, seriously, on that. That way you can just read it all together and get your Jim Lee fix if you need to see Jim Lee's art. Because this... I'm just really disappointed. Supergirl, number one, Rebirth. This is actually the first Rebirth, not the actual number one. So... Which is weird. Weird. It's weird, though. Why is it weird? I I guess it's because she had a new 52, and then they completely changed it. They literally scrapped all... Of that stuff that came before, mm-hmm. and this is something completely new. I've, and I don't know if that Supergirl is going to show up, or if they just literally just cut her off, just like you're gone, you're out, bye. All right, cut her loose. I don't know. So the writer of Midnighter, which is an amazing book, wrote this. Steve Orlando, Emanuela Lapacino was the penciler, Ray McCarthy was the inker, Michael Atish was the colorist, and Steve Wands was the letter. And I apologize. They put blue, light blue, with white outline over blue, which makes it very hard to read. And it's so fucking tiny. Like, this should have been bigger. These these people Grandma really... glasses. No, these creators really should have got a little bit... That's tiny. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. It, so, it doesn't look good. 
<sighs> you go first. Well, well, if you rough. we've had some rough books, we we should have thought about something positive you, at the end. If you have not read, sorry, if you have not watched the TV show, you might be a little lost. But it if you like the TV show, you'll love this book. Yeah, it it it. So it's her foster parents who are name checked because they are the same people who are in the TV series. So if you've if you've watched the Supergirl TV series, then you've seen the two characters that are her handlers, which are her parents. So um, that's the first thing. And then the second thing, we do get Chase. We do get Chase. We do. And he looks exactly like Supergirl. Um, and then oh, we see that Argo City did survive the destruction of Krypton. And uh, when Argonians, or I guess they're Krypton, Kryptonians, they're still Kryptonians, but when they are exposed to Our sun. red sun, they turn into werewolves? I- <laughs> I, I don't know. I was very confused. <laughs> this alien werewolf just yeah, running he was, around. There was, so the whole story starts off where they have to – they send a guy into the Phantom Zone because he has a form of lycanthropy that the red sun turns him into a werewolf. But I guess the yellow sun is just close enough to red that he turns into a werewolf again. Careful, you're pushing. Sorry. and um, Your boobs are pushing my, this off. My belly. Um, so I don't know what's going on with the book. I, I don't know. This was – I mean, this was a very weird number one. I don't know. I was really disappointed. I was really <laughs> looking forward to this book. I loved Steve Orlando's writing. His Min- uh, Midnighter was great. His own book, Virgil, was amazing. And then he was tasked with writing Supergirl. And I thought, okay, cool. Gay guy writing Supergirl. You know, that's kind of stereotypical, but cool. And then they go straight up TV show with it. And I was like, can't the TV show be the TV show? They tried doing that. Remember, they tried doing that with Green Arrow. They... they- brought in Felicity. They brought in Diggle. They tried to make Green Arrow like the TV show. And no, it didn't work. Because we would just watch the fucking TV show. Yes. Like, we would just... That's why this is... She doesn't need to have this. She doesn't. Plus, they already have a Supergirl TV show comic book already. They don't need this. And that's... Um, I don't know. I just don't... They This, this book was unnecessary. Like, it, it really feels like... Like Orlando was told, "Hey, you need to write a rebirth," I, yeah. and he was like, "Okay." And then he basically just wrote something that would not conflict with what he's doing. Like, I really hope his number one is a lot stronger than this one. I don't know something. It just didn't work. Again, we don't need it to be like the show. Nope. We'll watch the show. We will definitely watch the show. So the last thing we're gonna talk about is the Batman nope. uh, finishing of the first arc. Nope. No, we were talking about. Nope. That? No. Nope. Want to talk about? That? Nope. We're nope. gonna do this. All righty. So. Again, real quick, first arc of Batman was really good. I enjoyed it. Yay. So did I. <laughs> Yay. But now we're going to go, we're going to switch gears and we're going to go into a preview of our graphic shorts. And what the graphic shorts is, is uh, Rich and I are going to pick a graphic novel uh, or a collected edition of older material that you should check out and newer material that you should uh, order or take a look at, at purchasing because it's really good or bad or whatnot. And we're going to try to break it up into, because most of this stuff can be either uh, borrowed from a friend or you could buy it or you can get it from the library. And um, so, yeah, so we're just going to take about 10 minutes to review a graphic novel and uh, tell you what we think of it. And this is going to spin out, spin out into a, uh, a 10 minute shorts that we're going to be doing. And we're going to most likely post them on, um, 
on the YouTube. On the YouTube. Um, so it'll okay, be a Grandpa. video of us. It'll be a video of us. So the first book we decided to do is Teen Titans Earth One Volume Two. Yeah, we didn't read Volume One, but that's the reason why we did it. We wanted to see if you could come at this without having to read it, and it actually kind of worked. This one. Do you want to hold that up so they can see it? Can you see it? Oh, I was just checking to see. Sorry, I was checking to see who's who's all. I go and check. I check every now and that's why I leave. And I'm checking to make sure the connection is still going. So. All right, because of that first one. So written by Jeff Lemire. I really enjoy his work. Art by Andy McDonald. Colors by Brad Anderson with Alan Pesalacqua. Lettered by Jared K. Fletcher. So on Earth One, if you're unfamiliar with the Earth One concept, DC launched it with Batman and Superman. There was a Wonder Woman Earth One. And there was a previously done Earth-1 Teen Titans. Never read it. Didn't bother reading Earth-1 Teen Titans. Don't know why, I just never did. So this came out two weeks ago. But what is the concept of Earth-1, though? Oh, the concept of Earth-1 is it's brand new. They're brand new heroes. They're brand new origins for the heroes. It's a fresh new take on heroes. Yeah, and there's su- only the three. Yeah, superheroes are not a well-known. Like in, in the normal uh, sorry, DC universe, superheroes are everywhere. They make news. This is a real-world approach to these mythic or these, you know, these superheroes. And that's what this is. Um, so it's adding a real-world spin to it and how these people would, would, would act in a realistic setting. And that's what we got. Uh, it's not realistic at all, but you know, oh God no, <laughs> because number one, they're superheroes, and and there's an alien, and so eh. Um. So this is a take on the the new versions of Terra, Beast Boy, we'll called Changeling in this, thankfully, um, Tempest or Aqualad, which they totally reinvented. Um, no, no, I, I, Cyborg. No, nope. The Aqualad. That Aqualad is from. If I remember, the Aqualad is Lagoon Boy. Okay. That's yes. So what that was kind of funny. Popped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then who's the third or the fourth? Raven. Yeah. And Starfire. And there's Impulse, who is actually Wally. Yep. And then there's Cass, Wonder Girl, which is Wonder Girl. And then there's Cole. Cole and Jericho. And Jericho. So and it's a those new 18s. take and a new take on Deathstroke. Yes, who was still Jericho's father, but he, which I thought was very interesting. What it is is the chief who is Niles Calder. Niles Calder, who invented the Doom Patrol, I guess is a crazy megalomaniac who created these teens using DNA from Starfire, and he spliced DNA's uh, DNA. He spliced DNA from Starfire into these kids. And cloned them, so they're all various. Trying clones. to find the perfect clone. Yeah, the perfect clones to have the Titans in order to take over the world and save it from itself. They name check a lot of characters, and a lot is... of characters from the Doom Patrol as well. Like yep. he, he doesn't walk, but he has this this suit of legs and stuff that he walks, and it's called the uh, the the the, the, robot. the robot man prototype, and it's like it's really cool because i've always been a fan of uh, amalgams and when they when they take you know two things and put it together like when they did it with like marvel dc and but so the stories are the same but it's just changed like there was so much in this book that did that that i was just in heaven seeing these familiar characters you retold. know retold like in that in that 
Jeff Lemire knocked it out of the park. The things with Jericho, and I guess he lost his body in the first one because he he's he has no body in this one. He's he's jumping from body to body. I like Raven's power. Raven doesn't seem like because I I know he loved Raven. Rich loved Raven, but I thought she was annoying as hell. Like I did not like her because she was always like, oh, I'm dying. She's always doing that weird share thing. Oh, I can't. Well, look at this dagger eyes he's giving me. Like, he was just like, I just didn't like her because she's always in like... In this? No, 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 in the original. Like, the, I didn't like the original Raven, you know, but I liked the Raven in this I one. I liked the Raven in this one. Yeah, although you said she was more of like, you're, you're getting a like a Danny She was Moonstar. so Danny. Yeah. She, she even looked like her. Um, They name-check Blackfire. Yep. They use a version of... Well, well part, it was it was the first. Yeah, yeah. Project Protocol was, or sorry, Project uh, Blackfire. No, no, it was the the first one was no. Yeah, you're right. The first one was was Blackfire, and then the second one was Starfire because they couldn't make a clone of uh, Starfire, so they so they tried to make clones of of other people. It was just a really good story, and it made me want to read. You know, the yeah. the first one. We both want to read the first one. Yeah, now. and I, I love the changes to Terra to Cyborg. See, I didn't. Tara, I, I gotta say, Tara, her, her relationship with Cyborg. Now I want to read the first one because she seemed more. Thank you. She. Ooh. Will you stop playing with my microphone? You gotta make sure that people can hear you. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, she was a little. Uh, the connection with Cyborg was just weird. I felt she was more whiny than anything. She was angry. She was well, angry. Well, she wasn't angry like the real Tara. Well, of course, this is not the real. That's Tara. what I'm saying. She was. You know, uh, this was the redemption of Terra. I loved Wonder Girl. I loved. Yes, Wonder Girl was so, this pint-sized little black girl, and she was like, and she's like, nine vulnerable can fly. She's like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. You can't talk to me like that. I was just like, oh shit, she's crazy. So another dynamic was um, Niles Calder actually raised, or so they think, um, Wally, Cole, and the new Wonder Girl cast. They all thought of him as their father. Yes, because they were they were the ones that were raised for Project Blackfire, so they were raised as as soldiers, as as living weapons. Yes, and the ones that were for Project Starfire were not, and they were trying to see if if they can be. They were in real homes. And yeah, they had lives. Yeah. So the dynamic between the two sets of teens, even though it, it kind of makes sense, you know, why are we fighting against each other? We have a common enemy. Yeah, that gets brought up. The story, you know. It takes you maybe twenty minutes to read, maybe a half hour. That was the one thing about it that I didn't that yeah. I didn't like. Yeah, I read is, through it in real is, quick. Is, is, it, is it's a quick read. It's a it's 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 good, and I was entertained for all the 20, 30 minutes because I took my time and I went back and I and I looked at certain things and I tried to you know, like when they were name checking shit, I'd be like, oh, that's really cool, or, yeah, or oh wow, like that too. you know. The one thing that 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 was sort of a con in it was was the artwork. The artwork. I don't know, something about it, it really, unless that was the look they were going for, and I think that probably was, it came off like an indie book. Not yeah. to say that the artist isn't good or talented, it's just some of the some of the way it was portrayed in, in some of the pages and the layouts and stuff, it was very um, it was very indie, like lo-fi, lo-fi style, because so, it wasn't as crisp like like uh, Sean Davis was. When Sean Shane. Davis, sorry, Shane, sorry, Shane Davis did the first... Uh, Superman. Superman, and then Gary Frank did the first Batman. Yeah. So when we were walking here talking about this book, because I read it today, I I actually liked it, and I kind of was like, well, DC gave Wonder Woman Yannick Paquette and Grant Morrison, and Jeff Lemire gets this indie artist, and I just felt like, why didn't 
would it have made a difference in our enjoyment? Would we have enjoyed it more with a higher profile artist? Like what? The, but, but we mean no disrespect to the artist. It was. It was. It looked good, and a lot of the pages looked really good. But I think Terry Dotson did the first one, though. If I remember correctly, I think Terry Dotson did the first one, and that's why I was like, hmm. So maybe they just needed to go a different way with it. I don't know. I, I All I know is I'm going to read, because cause I read Batman Year, year One. I read that no, one. Yeah. Earth One. Earth One. Sorry, Batman Earth One. I read that one, and it was good. It was good. But again, I just don't know. Oh, and our other they don't—they don't name check anyone else. Like, nope. like they don't say Superman or Batman or anyone else in this book. So I don't know if it's—if it takes place in the same Earth One or if it's a separate Earth One or what. But and our other major complaint was the cover. And cover yeah, is supposed cover to sell weird. books. And if you don't know what this book is and you're looking at the cover, you wouldn't care. We—you don't know if the person. Up- Sorry, we don't know if the person on the cover is male or female. You don't know who they are. They they can obviously tell that this is cyborg. Yeah, you know, but we don't know who this character is, and maybe it's working on the on the on on the thought that if the people read the first one, they would know who the character is. But that isn't how you should sell a comic book. Yeah, so. uh, there's a unused concept cover art inside, and while better, still really didn't quite grasp the feel of the book. And I'm hoping that the cover doesn't turn people off. But you, you, I think you can read this and not have to worry about reading the first one. I, know, I think the original, I think the the unused cover looks really cool. But maybe they were trying to hide the fact that there were other. Titans, they shouldn't hide it. You know? Put that shit out there. Every single one of these people have a fan, so let them know. Okay. Uh, I just, I just thought it was bad. I don't know. Because same what? as we go, um, the accused. It's the same kind of idea with the accused that why are you putting Daredevil front and center if the accused is Barton? Well, the whole story though was about right. was was told by Daredevil's point of view. So, so I think in myself that was a, that was a that was a misstep on my part, on my thought because the the accused really in my opinion should have been about Barton because he was the accused, right? Right. I don't know. So, alrighty. So now it's at the time in which in which we do our fantastical. Um, you can't find it. I can't find it. In which we do our our thank yous. Yeah, so well, you know who they so are. So we're gonna thank our lovely mistress of the mix boards, uh, Miss Terry Miller, for thank doing you, our the sounds that you hear at the beginning of our shows. So thank you so much, Terry, for doing that. Want to thank the man who does all of our graphics, uh, Gene Kilmet of RLTPress.com. Thank, thank you, Gene. you, Gene. Gene is the one that has all the pictures of Rich trying to kill me. Or so yeah, but I don't. I don't mind. It's fine, Gene. Um, want to thank. Uh, Club, Club Card Printing at clubcardprinting.com here in San Francisco. They're the ones that do all of our printed media. So if you ever get a palm card thing from us, you know, there it is from uh, Club Card Printing. You can definitely check them out. Great place to get your stuff printed and posters and whatnot. And I want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street between 17, or 18th and 19th in not-so-sunny San Francisco. Check us out on the web, whateverstoreonline.com, and on Facebook under Whatever Store. Yes, and, and uh, everyone listening uh, on MixLR, thank you so much for tuning in. Everyone watching on our Facebook uh, show, thank you so much. We love you, as always. Um, if you missed the show, you can always join us, or you can watch the show next. We're going to be everywhere. We love it. Love talking to you guys. We'll talk to you later. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. We'll see you later. Bye.